Today on the Weekly Walk Podcast, I'm going to share the four different styles of walks I typically take with an emphasis on those walks when I leave my phone, my earbuds, my friends, my dog, my everything behind to walk in silence. We're going to talk a little bit about the benefits of walking in silence. We're going to explore the difference between walking in silence and walking meditation, how they're the same, how they're different, how they're both good for you. We're going to talk about all walks. Basically, we're going to talk about all of my favorite things. So today for you is not going to be a silent walk because I would love for you to lace up your sneakers and take Eric and I with you. Hey, Joyce. Hey, Eric. Eric, are you there? I'm doing a silent podcast. (laughs) I don't think you can do a silent podcast. I've been doing silent walking. Why can't I do a silent podcast? Uh, Because we should like sell that. People would subscribe to that. Like just 30 minutes of silence. I I, I don't even have words. I don't even I don't have words because it's a silent podcast. It's, it's a silent podcast today. Actually, since we're going to talk about the power of walking in silence, maybe we should just say walking in silence is really good for you. Everybody take out your earbuds or take off your headphones and we'll see you in an hour. Or keep your headphones on because it'll block out some other noise if you're someplace safe and keep them on for the next 27 minutes. No, because part of it is hearing the sounds of nature, assuming you're in nature. It's not like... <laughs> <Caw-caw>. <laughs> We're going to do a 30-minute podcast <laughs> with Eric just making the sounds of nature. Go on. Can you do a babbling brook? <laughs> I don't know. But what's the fox say? <laughs> It's very funny. <laughs> okay. Silent walking. Silent walking. That's what this is all about. So do you know about the four different types of walks I take? I do not. Why don't you tell really? me about I them? thought you know everything about me. I. <laughs> you're an enigma wrapped in a puzzle. <laughs> Every day is a mystery. <laughs> yes. So I really do take four different kinds of walks. You want to hear about them? I would love to. Okay. So... Often I walk with you or a moose or my friends or our friends. We had such a lovely walk the other afternoon with our friends, Michael and Helen. And it was really amazing to me how quickly we separated on gender lines. We didn't actually take a walk together. Helen and I took a walk and you and Michael took a walk. You were there too? (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So type of walk number one, walking with people I care about. Yeah, and that was a great walk, Michael and I. And part of it is I I hadn't seen him in quite a while. And we just had a really nice walk. We had actually some deep conversation about some issues. And I just talked about life and kids and what's going on in the world. And uh, just had a a really nice connected walk. Yep, because that's what walking together does for you. You just starting to figure that out? I figured that out (laughs) a couple weeks ago. So the second type of walk I take is sometimes when I just want to kind of rack up the miles and lose myself. And those are the walks where either I fire up a podcast or I fire up a favorite playlist and I just go. All right. That's two. That's two. 
walk number three is, and I don't even know that you know that I do this, but occasionally I will take a walk with the stated intention to myself of trying to solve a problem or figure something out, something that like I've really been wrestling with and I will kind of bring my mind back to that problem throughout the walk and walk kind of until hopefully I solve it. That's sort of a Winnie the Pooh walk where he just goes, think, 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 think yeah. while you're walking. I love that. I'm going to call that my Winnie the Pooh walk. Okay. Oh my gosh. I have to go back into all those old blog posts and social media posts and change that style of walk to the Winnie the Pooh walk. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then the last is a walk in silence where I just let my thoughts go where they might. And that that's the kind of walk I take, particularly when I'm feeling a little stressed and anxious. And that goes to something I say all the time, which is when you need it most, you often feel like it the least, because when you're feeling all anxious and stressed out, the last thing you want to do is go walk in silence and be in your own thoughts. But it's often the best thing you can do. So I have been using this kind of walking in silence thing for as long as I can remember. Yeah, I'll do silent walks. I haven't even really thought about it because particularly when you're not around to walk with me, I will walk from our office to our little coffee shop. What do we think that is? About a third of a mile? Each way? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's about half a mile there and back. Yeah. So um, whatever. It, it takes it takes 10 minutes of not particularly aggressive walking to get there. But when I do it by myself... I don't look at my phone. I don't plug in headphones or a podcast or music or anything. I just walk to the coffee shop silently, me and my thoughts and the trucks rumbling by under the railroad bridge with me. But in general, it's it's a silent walk there and back. And does it have any impact on you? It's usually, well, it's, it's energy. Energizing? Energizing. I was going to say enervating. Mm. No, mm. I made no. that up. Mm. Energizing. That's a different <laughs> it's, word. It's, it's energizing, refreshing. Coffee helps too. Uh, but it's it's just sort of, it's sort of chill. Well, you say the coffee helps, the energizing, et cetera. And it, you only drink decaf. So it's not like you're getting energy from a caffeine boost. I just want everybody out there who's thinking like, well, he goes and he gets a, cu a cup of coffee. Of course he's energized. Yeah. I only drink decaf. decaf. Only. Yep. Why do you only drink decaf? Uh, well, I don't like sort of the up and down. And do you really want to know why? I really, I, I think I do know why, but go <laughs> ahead. So during my CrossFit competitive season, I would only drink decaf for, for uh, you know, forever. And then when I had that cup of coffee, when it was go time, for whatever qualifier I was trying to qualify for, I got a nice little zing going. <laughs> but if I drank coffee every day, you get what immune, whatever, adapted to the caffeine. So I was not adapted to caffeine and then I would be. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Silent walking, no caffeine, good for me. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. So. There is a little bit of science around this, uh, and it seems, and a lot of the research isn't really clear in the sense that they don't necessarily distinguish silent walking from other walking, but 
when the they do these walk studies, often people are walking in nature and they are walking without their devices and they have seen silence in general and therefore walking in silence presumably has a really great impact on lowering your stress. Yeah, I mean, you, when I do it, I really get a chance to sort of hear what's going on in my own head. There's no distractions. There's no music. There's no podcast. So don't you hate that? (laughs) I mean, this is interesting, right? Because you often say that you don't, that you prefer not to spend too much time in your head, as you put it. Like sitting around ruminating is, this is actually really interesting because sitting around ruminating is not great for you. Yes. Like long drives in particular, generally when I can't find anything interesting to listen to and I'm in my own head and I'm sort of bored and no one to talk to. Yeah, not, not great. But something about the act of walking tends to make that just that much more of a positive experience rather than me just rattling around in my own head shaking cobwebs and skeletons and all kinds of <laughs> all the all the scary spots this, in your head yeah exactly i think that's right i think being in silence walking in silence amplifies all of the benefits of walking and then there's this really interesting study that involves mice so i don't know that it actually translates cuz I like to think I'm smarter than a mouse. So they had some mice talking to each other and some mice in silence? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, No. So mice exposed to noise and mice exposed to silence for some period of time. And I don't ask me how long because I have no idea. I don't remember. But what they, they found is that the silence really allowed the mice, the mouse, mice, mice, there are more than one, the mice's brains to generate new neurons to actually do that kind of brain growth repair work that's so fascinating that, you know, 40 years ago, we thought people didn't do. We thought 40 years ago, once you're grown, you get what you get, you don't get upset and all your brain can do is deteriorate over time, which is terrible, but not true. So so the mice grew more neurons in silence, in silence than they did even listening, were they listening to like loud music. I think I saw this and they had them listen to like Mozart and oh, different yeah. things. I don't think they were blaring rock music in their tiny little mouse That's ears. right. I think they also even did white noise. Yeah. You know, white noise, which is supposed to be really good for you. I actually like to li- listen to pink noise sometimes, but that's a story. That's a conversation for another day. But yes, that's right. We can do a podcast with just pink noise. <laughs> That'll be our next one. We're just we're just losing listeners every minute today. Left and right. Left and right. Left and right. So, mice, Mice. more neurons, silent walking. And, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm just looking for all the brain power for as long as I can possibly have it. And on my list of goals is more brain power. You know, some of the other thing, and I find is sometimes when when I'm walking or you know running or jogging whatever like I'll, I'll listen to a podcast and a lot of the podcasts like i'll listen to some news podcasts i'll listen to some current event podcasts that's gonna and, relax you yeah and they are not relaxing <laughs> they tend to stress me out and even music 
you know, they say you can listen to music that's like similar to your walk cadence and all that stuff. But music generally, my preference is sort of classic rock. So it does tend to amp me up and silent walking tends to chill me out. It tends to lower my stress and I guess my cortisol as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So another thought around the power of silent walking is the power of all walks, because it seems to me, and I've got no research to bear this out other than my own experience, it seems to me you are more likely to discover awe on your walks if you are walking in silence. Yeah, I just think that so much of awe, I think, is is related to nature. And if you're at the beach, having the sound of the waves crashing, or even if it's a sunset and you hear that gentle little caw, <laughs> it's just going to add to the experience of and, the, and the, the sense of awe. And I think that if, if you're listening to Twisted Sister doing We're, we're Not Going to Take It or whatever, or... Uh, whatever rock or whatever you listen to, I think you're going to be distracted from that sense of awe or at least uh, have, have a lesser experience around it. Well, the research around awe walks, which you know I'm kind of fascinated by, talks about this idea that in order to find awe on your walks, all you have to do is look for it. All you have to do is look for it. So I think you're more likely and more in a space to look for it. Just building on what you're saying, I don't disagree with you. I agree with you. Just adding to that, you got to be aware. You got to look for the awe. Well, that happened to me on Sunday. It did. Yes. And I was going to say something and then I was like, yeah, never mind. I made Helen stop at one point. Well, I was like, stop. When we, look. after our walk, went along the beach, uh, this bay beach, and then goes up this dirt road along like a inlet or a little sub bay, whatever you want to call it. And Sub bay? Is that like an official designation? I've never heard <laughs> yeah, that phrase before. I don't before. know. It's a, ba a baby bay. It's a baby bay. <laughs> I think they call that an inlet. Inlet. Okay. So there's this little sub bay. In <laughs> little inlet. And you two were talking, and I think Michael Open a sort of- door. <laughs> Hal, <laughs> Michael got sort of in, engaged in your conversation a little bit, and I was just sort of looking around. Because Helen and I stopped and waited the 10 minutes for you guys to catch up. For the last third. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know that it was 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, I was looking out into the little inlet, and there were two ginormous swans paddling along on this just flat, sub flat water of the sub, sub bay through the, you know, <laughs> beyond the marsh. And I was just like, should I say something and tell everybody to take this all in or should I just keep walking? And I just sort of walked, you know, I don't know, 10, 15 paces behind you guys and just sort of tuned you guys out and tuned in on the swans silently. You had an awe moment with the swans. I did. Which you kept to yourself. I did. Hmm. Until I'm selfish that way. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I didn't want you to take it away from me. Oh, we would never take it away from you. But it would have been different if the four of us were like, oh, look at the swans. Isn't that amazing? That's so beautiful. And I was just sort of savoring it up by my little self. Okay. I think that's actually a really interesting, really interesting point. So stopping and pointing it out to the three of us would have been a nice thing, right? Because it was a beautiful moment and we like to share, people like to share beautiful moments with other people, but it would have completely changed that moment for you personally. Absolutely. You had a silent awe moment, sort of stepping away just for a moment from the people you were walking with. And I, I mean, I would have loved to have seen the swans. I've seen them there before. They're pretty there pretty frequently it's a place I walk a lot um but like I love that you had that little moment I did thank you so nice so yeah so silent walking can bring you more awe silent walking can definitely bring you more awe so I want to talk about the first and then we're going to talk about silent walking and meditation but before we do that I want to talk about the first 10 minutes of a silent walk Okay. Are those good, bad, in between, special, different, or, well, tell me. <laughs> Typically, really unpleasant. <laughs> so here's what happens when I go out on a silent walk. For the first 10 minutes, I'm so aggravated because all I'm thinking about, well, first I'm worrying, like, am I going to be too hot? Am I going to be too cold? Should I have brought the gloves? Is this sweatshirt too heavy? So I'm worrying about all of that. Then... I'm thinking about all the things that I have to do. And invariably, I'm too cold or like something's something's uncomfortable. And I just want to be home in front of my computer doing whatever it was I was doing before I forced myself out the door. That's the first 10 minutes. What about the it next takes, 10 minutes? It takes 10 minutes before I get into that rhythm of that silent walk. And it's and I know this because I've done this now thousands of times and i know the first 10 minutes is kind of going to suck so does that help you get through the first 10 minutes knowing that it's going to stink i don't know because it still aggravates me i'm still walking <laughs> and i'm like oh, well this sucks <laughs> and i suppose it does help me get through it because i know that if i turn around in those first 10 minutes the walk will be unsatisfying mm. okay so, and my, this walk, I'm thinking about a particular walk I do, uh, is about 30 minutes. So from our house, it's when I get to the end of whatever that road is and cross whatever hillside. that road Yeah. Right. That whole part down hillside? Yeah. No bueno. <laughs> no good. But once you cross the street, it starts to kick in? Yeah. It starts to kick in. And somehow I become lost in my thoughts and I come into the rhythm and I feel my creativity start to fire up and my mood improves. Like it's unbelievable. Am I boring you? You're yawning. <laughs> <laughs> Is this really boring? I'm just at a rough night last <laughs> night. It's been a long couple of days. It's a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of lifetimes. All right, so... So the moral of that story is please push through the first seven to 10 minutes of your silent walk and just believe me, just trust me, it's going to get better. I mean, that's sort of what we say about all types of walks, right? You have to 
push through, even if you're going out with your music and, you know, you may feel that way for the first three or five minutes. What we always say is just make it to the corner, make it to the end of your driveway, make it around the block. And same thing with the silent walk. Just go out, get into it, give it a try and see what happens. The only walk I think where, at least for me, I don't have that experience well, there are a couple of different times I don't have that experience. Walking with uh, friends and people I care about, I don't have that because the walk is so bound up in getting to spend time together, especially if it's something you haven't seen for a little bit or when you and I walk and we have some things we really want to talk about. It's like, yay, I have this opportunity to step away from my stuff and I have this beautiful little moment to share with somebody. Right. You know, when I meet my friends, it's like, we can't wait who's going to talk first. <laughs> um, I know who talks first. <laughs> I don't think you do, actually. No, do you guys trade off? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's good. For sure. So, and then when I'm walking, listening to music or listening to a podcast, one of the things that I sometimes do is try to save something I really want to listen to for a walk. You know, the the walk-only podcast. Mm. So you find something like, especially something that's serial or something you're really interested in, and you don't get to listen to it until you're walking. So that keeps you going, too. It's the silent walks that that first... <laughs> Seven, ten minutes is so challenging. Right. And so what about walking meditation? Is that the same? Is it different? Do you have the same first ten minutes of challenge? And, I mean, it's a whole big thing. Like, they're, they're the same. The di are they different? It's a whole big thing. And <laughs> it was interesting researching for this podcast and researching this topic over the last several months, actually, uh, I've really believed that when I go out in silence and let my mind go where it will and sort through what it wants to sort through and think about what it wants to think about, that I was doing a walking meditation. And taking a step back, walking meditation is a thing. So I kind of feel like similar to the fitness industry that has told us that fitness has to look a certain way. I think the world has told us, or media has told us that meditation has to look a certain way. Yeah, don't you have to do it on a mountaintop, like in a cave when it's freezing with no clothes on? No, <laughs> you have to do it in a dimly candlelit room with your legs crossed in a very challenging position in silence on a cushion. Other, otherwise, it doesn't count. Yeah, that's why I don't meditate. <laughs> I remember months and months ago when you were working on doing a little bit of morning meditation and you said to me one day, does it count if I'm drinking coffee? <laughs> and at the time I said to you, I don't think so. But I've now come around because I've learned that meditation, like fitness, doesn't actually have to look a certain way. <laughs> Okay. But I was speaking with Yael Shai, who we'll talk about, I think, momentarily. But I was, I was speaking with Yael, and she was explaining to me that medita walking meditation has its roots in Buddhism. Like, this is a thing. Walking meditation is a thing. I was like, well, this is awesome. I've been, I've been doing walking meditation. So she said, well, let's talk a little bit about kind of how you do it. And then she started guiding me through a, medita a walking meditation where you bring your attention and your consciousness to something in particular, your breathing, your footfalls, your body, 
a loving kindness meditation, something. And I was like, hmm. So just letting my mind ruminate on all the things that I want to do or my goals or what do I want to accomplish or just literally letting my mind go and thinking and ping-ponging around all kinds of things, not exactly a walking meditation in its traditional sense. I think it's sort of the opposite. <laughs> yes and no, because I do get, my mind does settle when I walk in silence. Well, I have been doing walking meditation. If that's the case, I have been doing walking meditation since 1976. What happened to 1976? So in 1976... Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say, and I think it's true. Um, I went to a mountaineering summer camp in Wyoming with two of my friends, and the leaders taught us, like, as we're trudging with these heavy packs to get to base camp or even trudging up the side of, of a mountain, when, particularly when they weren't very technical, was count your breaths, count your exhales until 10, and then start over and just focus on each breath. And what would happen is sometimes you would just sort of not even be distracted, you just would really lose yourself a little bit. And before you know it, you're going 18, <laughs> nine, oh, I gotta go back. <laughs> and that was walking meditation. And I've used that in all kinds of situations over the years, particularly when I'm walking, hiking, whatever. And it's it's just something where I know I, I need to just stay not focused because you're not really focused, but I need to uh, move myself through this this task. It's so interesting because, yeah, that was you were taught as a young person. As an infant. In 1976, I was an infant, right? Was just born. It's amazing that they were able to, to put hiking boots on those little baby feet of yours. When I was in middle school at the age of two. Yes, exactly. So it got us going on this whole question of walking meditations. And so I had had these brilliant, insightful, so interesting conversations with Yael. And sort of we decided to take this whole idea of silent walking walking meditations and take it to another level right i would say a whole nother level whole nother level so that's our new app the joyful wanderer right what yes 30 days of guided walking meditation so we we talk about mind, mood, and body, but I think in this app, we're really focusing on mind and mood while still moving your body. And that's that's the thing for me. Like, I have tried to meditate, uh, and, you know, and I, I say this, and I understand that as I say this, it just shows how bad I am at meditating because I suck at meditating and you're actually not supposed to judge your meditation. You're just supposed to do it and be present and accepting and all of that. I'm not so good at that. But moving through space and using that time to focus my mind is so incredibly 
powerful for me. And then you add to that a conversation I also had with Helen while we were walking just this, this other day. She was like, because we were walking more quickly than you and Michael. You guys were strolling and we were walking like we usually do. We keep a pretty good pace. And she said that Michael sometimes says to her, I don't understand why you have to turn every walk into like exercise. And she's like, why wouldn't I? <laughs> so I'm sort of like, if I can meditate and move at the same time, it's awesome. Now, I suppose that doing the Joyful Wanderer program, which is 30, it's a, pro, it's a very specific program of 30 guided walking meditations. I suppose that's not actually silent walking. It's almost like it's, well, there are moments of silence. Uh, it's totally not silent walking. It's 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 meditative you. walking. It's guided meditation walking. Yeah, which is different than silent walking. Yes, two different things. And that, I feel like it tastes great together. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like we're sort of splitting hairs. You know, walking is having such a moment in our culture as far as the benefits for the mind, the mood, and the body that I do think people keep trying to kind of parse it and label it. And I do want to end by saying what I say all the time, which is just a reminder that all walking is good walking. Yeah. All, and all walking, all A-L-L, not A-W-E, all walking counts. It's, it's going to bring value, benefits to your mind, mood, and body anytime you do it. But I guess you can dial it in I suppose, as I do with my four different styles of walking, I have a pretty good handle on which type of walk I need at a given time. So maybe you can kind of dial in your practice to uh, get more of the specific benefits that you need at that moment. Yeah. So I would say if you're listening to us and for some reason you're not walking regularly, uh, give this, give either of these, give silent walking or... Uh, the walking meditation with Joyful Wanderer, give that a try. Or if you're regularly walking and maybe sometimes you're in a little bit of a rut or whatever, like mix it up, make it interesting. Go do a walking meditation, do a music walk, do a podcast walk, do a silent walk. They're all good. And you may find that, you know, you do a month of silent walks and then you're like, all right, I'm going to do some music walks for the next couple of weeks. And then you're going to do the 30 day walking meditation. And and that just keeps it going because, again, the, the best thing you can do is just be consistent with your walking. I used to think that when I went out into nature and left my phone and earbuds behind and walked in silence, letting my mind go wherever it wanted, that I was doing a walking meditation. And then I met Yael Shai. And she taught me that there's so much more to a walking meditation. It was so incredible and insightful and expanded my world in such a way that I went to Yael and I said, will you work with us to create a program, 30 days, 30 walks, that could help introduce other people to the power of a walking meditation? Can we dismantle the idea that in order to meditate, you have to sit in a dimly lit room on a cushion? Can we create a meditation program for people who love to move? And so we did. 
Meet the Joyful Wanderer 30-Day Walking Meditation app, which is available in the Apple Store and the Google Play Store right now.